Happy Halloween! On this Thursday, we bring you our Halloween Patreon bonus episode because Halloween. If you haven't yet listened to episode 40, go back and listen to the full episode first. And if you enjoy listening to Teach Me Tiger, please consider going to patreon.com slash teachmetigerpodcast and becoming a patron for just a couple bucks a month or more, maybe like a million dollars a month. Happy Halloween and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Patreon bonus episode of Teach Me Tiger. What is your most used emoji? Well, that's a good one. Yeah. I have a new one. <laughs> Do you know the one where it's like smiling, but its face is crooked on one side and it looks really drunk or confused? Yeah, I know that that's one. That's mine yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I know that I, I know I've that I've used one. that one quite a few times as well. <laughs> I'm really into it right now. <laughs> or like the girl shrugging. My mom uses the girl shrugging one all the time. It now irritates me. Oh, <laughs> I'll try to abstain from sometimes, using it on but you. Sometimes she uses it when she's like happy. <laughs> so I don't know if it's like a, I don't know, or like, yay, I, we don't know yet. <laughs> the verdict is still out. <laughs> it's Josephine, sar- what does it mean? <laughs> it's sarcastic on many levels. <laughs> I like the red face with the swear words across the oh, yes. face. Yeah. I've never used that one. I don't think I've used it either. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know what I use most. Maybe you would know because I text you. Is it like the middle finger one? Oh, no. The eye. <laughs> it's the eye roll one. Oh, oh the yeah. eye roll yeah. one. Because I just, there's a lot of like, you know. Can you believe it? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that's your life because you have so many kids. Exactly. And you work with other humans. I kind of like trying to make sentences with them. Yeah. (laughs) That's lots of fun, yeah. For, I think it was Jacob, yeah, for my son Jacob's birthday, which was, his birth was insane. It was a surprise home birth at my mother's house. There was paramedics. Like, it was nuts. So my mom sent me, she's like, I'm going to do this. And she sent me the whole story of Jacob's birth, starting like the morning I went into labor until he was finally born in emojis. And it was fucking brilliant. I was like, oh my God, this is like, it totally was it. Wow. My favorite emoji, I just checked my phone to see what I use the most, is the dude face palming. Yeah, I'm always like, Ugh, I'm such a putz. <laughs> and my, I, I identify as a male in emoji land, right? Okay. Specifically, That's, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. The most recent ones I used to describe something was the the dog and the poop emoji at the same time, yeah. <laughs> describing how I feel about some folks. Oh, yeah. oh. I thought it was describing the dog the other day. <laughs> Could have been too. <laughs> I like it. Multi-use. 
Um, we had one instance that wasn't haunting, but just to give you an idea of even our, our boss, you know, who kind of like would like, uh-huh, like not real, not really, not really into it. it. Yeah. yeah. I guess there had been a, like a first aid training. Or, oh, no, it wasn't first aid. It was a corners training. So the corners. Oh, that's not spooky at all. Cool. So they had left this mannequin in the bathroom (laughs) over the weekend. And um, my boss came in early on Monday and he walked into the back room and he noticed this guy sitting in a chair. And he was like, you know, sorry, sir, you got to You got to You can't be here. You have to leave, you know. And he said in the. The guy didn't answer him. The guy didn't answer him. And he said he finally went over and was like, you know, turned the chair around. And here was this, like, pretend dead because it was a corners oh, <laughs> training. God. So it was this pretend dead mannequin sitting in the chair. And he said he literally almost had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Felt it seize up. Yeah. <laughs> Little tingle arm. Yeah. Okay, I have another. I have an animal story. Oh, no. okay. Um, this is, I guess, a little bit of a supernatural story. This was so many years ago. I was about five years old, so this is about... 20 years 30, ago. Over 30 years ago. <laughs> I was home with my mom. I was getting ready to go to school. It was morning. I was going to kindergarten, um, and my mom started freaking out. There was... a a big black bird just chilling on our patio, staring at, like, staring inside. It was actually, I I remember, it was quite terrifying. And she freaked out. She started to swat it with a broom, and the thing wasn't leaving. It was just, like, hopping and just staring. About, I guess, maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes later, we got a phone call from Greece, and um, the phone call was telling my mom that her mom had passed away. So we all think that somebody was definitely talking to her. That's Spookers. Yes. Her family's Greek. And I read on the internet that for ancient Greeks, the crow was a symbol of Apollo in his role as god of prophecy. Mm. Oh. There's something called augury, which is divination using birds, which was popular among the Greeks. The Greeks. The Greeks. The Greeks and the Romans. And they interpreted messages based not only on the color of a bird, but the direction from which it flew. So apparently a bird flying in from the south or the east was favorable. Super accurate. In the Hebrew Talmud. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ravens are credited with teaching mankind how to deal with death. When Cain slew Abel, a raven showed Adam and Eve how to bury the body. Well, um, crows and ravens mourn their dead. Do they? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. So that makes sense that they would say that. Like an Irish wake sort of situation? Yeah. Got any whiskey? <laughs> Got any whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> so this around that sort of idea of getting, you know, messages. Uh-huh. Um, I, I believe it was my grandmother. She 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 one time told my father that um, when she was getting on an airplane to head back to her community, uh, which was probably Rankin, where we're from. She said when she got onto the plane, like, she said she could hear, like, people singing, like, ayayak in our culture, like, they sing ayaya songs. And she said it was kind of faint when, when she was getting on the plane. Mm-hmm. And then she said 
just as she kept getting closer, the Ayayak songs just kept getting louder and louder, and she couldn't understand. She just couldn't understand why she kept hearing this chanting, mm-hmm. I guess, in, in English terms. Turns out that was sort of a message telling her her mother passed away. Oh, yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, events manifest themselves mm-hmm. in certain ways, mm-hmm. like, you know, through, I guess, divine messaging, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I feel like uh, there are similarities across multiple cultures. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Since, like, the dawn of man or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I just thought that was kind of a cool comparison. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I know crows and ravens across many cultures. I didn't read it all because that would be boring, but <laughs> they they play a strong symbolic role in a lot of cultures for mm-hmm. different reasons. Yeah. They're so smart. Yeah, ravens are so smart. Ravens have been able to fashion tools. Mm-hmm. They do. Which is like it's insane. the only, I think, animal that can do that. Like that's not a primate. Yeah. But then they figured out, um, what is it? There's an ocean animal that they're talking about using tools now. Is it the octopus? It's probably some sort of octopus. Yes, I think it is. A dirty octopus. fucking octopus. Too yes. scary. I think yeah. it's so yeah. scary. They can get the lids off jars and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they make, um, they hide. Like there was like a shark fucking with this octopus and the octopus was like, and like blew all its like ink at it and then next thing you know the octopus is covered in shells like holding shell like has put shells all over its body and then is like holding some on it and is in like a big ball on the floor ocean floor covered in shells and the sharks are like where'd it go (laughs) (laughs) and they didn't even know they could do that they were just like following this octopus around for a planet earth special being like this is david attenborough's just down there and he's like this is what an octopus does in the daytime and then they were like holy shit (laughs) like it did that it disguised itself there's an amazing video that was circulating around uh social media recently of an octopus changing color very rapidly and oh, I think it's, they think it was dreaming. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. I saw that. Sorry. I saw that. It was crazy? so cool. I hate it. And, and like the transition from color to color was, it, it was crazy. <laughs> Holy moly. Was I was reading from, about like, that. It was going from like white to like orange to like Spotted, speckled. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> So, I think it was probably 1985, and we moved to Lanark Islands from Weymouth, which is near Perth. And we bought this old farmhouse, and it was kind of dilapidated a little bit. The the same family had lived in it for about 165 years. Holy shit. And they were the original family that had the Crown Grant on the land. And the widow of the man whose family it was, he, he had passed away. And I guess it was in the, in the winter, like the early part of the winter. And his widow put the farm up for sale. So we bought the farm. And in, I guess it was February, we, we signed the deal. And we didn't move into the farm until the early part of the summer. And nobody had lived in the farm all winter. And it was kind of overrun with 
squirrels and birds. And so in the inside of the house, there, there was mice. There was a bazillion mice that had moved in over the winter and, and, and animals and rodents and things. So we had quite a job ahead of us cleaning it up. So we worked for about a month cleaning up this house and we didn't spend any time there at night. And after about a month, we thought we had it pretty well cleaned up enough that we could start moving our stuff in. And so we got very excited that we were going to spend our first night in this house. And we were climbing the stairs to go to bed the first night in the house. And when we were climbing up the stairs, when I got to the third stair from the top of the landing, I felt something on the stair. And I could not see anything on the stairs, but I felt something on the third stair from the top. So I just continued on upstairs and we had our first night in the house. And as the weeks went by, I could often hear a creak like somebody was walking on the stairs. It, it bothered me. Like I, I couldn't figure out what this sound was. What, and it was always on the same step, third step from the top. One night, I felt like I was having a dream. I was lying in bed and I felt like I was having a dream. But I was climbing the stairs in my dream. And when I got towards the third step, I saw this person on a step. And this person was bald and had these buggy out eyes and was just sitting there on the step. And as I approached this person, the person said to me, I want you to come with me for a walk. And I totally was kind of paralyzed by it, but at the same time felt compelled to walk with this person. And it was a man and he walked down the steps and took me out into the front yard and was pointing out all these things to me in the front yard that were obviously important to this person. He was pointing to the garden and the workshop space and the implement shed in the yard and was telling me about the importance of these things. I followed this person out to the barn, and when I got to the bottom, of it was a sort of a dark space, a big barn, dark and full of cobwebs and Nobody had been in there for about a year. Yeah. We got to the bottom of a hay chute and I was kind of behind the person and he turned around and he looked at me and his eyes started to spiral and spin <laughs> like some kind of strange <laughs> cartoon. And then all of a sudden he was like gone. And I, I, I was like left feeling really anxious and paralyzed by the whole experience actually but but I sat up in my bed and I, it felt like it was a dream but I don't think it necessarily was a dream a few weeks later I was visiting one of the neighbors who was a new a new person in my life meeting and I told that person about this experience that I had and he said to me the person you're describing is the person who used to live in the house. He wanted you to look after his house. Wow. <laughs> and then he pulled yeah. out a photograph of this person and showed me the photograph of this person. And for sure, it was exactly the same person. So I think what happened there was that he wanted me to understand the importance of his family's place and farm and, and wanted me to take care of it. That's what he was trying to tell me. He was trying to tell me to take care of it. And... Once I acknowledged these places, he was free. He was free to 
to leave and go to wherever he had to go. Did the creek on the stair continue? This creek on the stair stopped. Interesting. After that, there was no more creaking on the stairs. So she also found out in talking to the neighbor, this came out later, sitting around the campfire, that the guy had died of a heart attack and he had died in that barn where he got the crazy spiral eyes. Okay, makes sense now. Oh, like mm-hmm. spiral eyes in the hay chute. I hate that one. <laughs> I hate it so much. Do you guys want to hear about Bloody Mary? Uh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Genuinely, I don't. What's um like it? Uh, like what style is it? What you're about to talk about? I'm just just like the history of it. Yeah. You sound unsure. Does it work? Are you going to tell me like a real story about it? Bloody Mary, as we all know, is a game played by girls in dark bathrooms of slumber parties. Uh-huh. Catch, did you play it as a kid? Did you know boys to play it? No. It seems no. like it's a girl this is, thing. This is it's why girls. I'm curious. Yeah. So, in my experience, what you do is you say Bloody Mary three times. Mm-hmm. In, and some people say you have to say it 13 times, but oh, three times. it was always three times for me. Um, into the mirror. Yes. In the bathroom. To, in the bathroom, lights out. Yeah. Like you can have maybe a nightlight or a candle or something. A candle. You want a little light. The legend says she'll appear to you in the mirror. In some versions, she comes out and scratches your face or mm-hmm. kills you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just disappear because she's taking you back into the mirror land. Oh, good. In some versions, the mirror drips with blood. Mm-hmm. How is any of that good? <laughs> it's all good. It's good, just good. super great. <laughs> feeling great. Um, I did hear in one place that if you flush the toilet quickly after doing it, it prevents her from materializing in the room. We didn't do that when I was a kid. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. One folklorist, Alan Dundas, theorized that the story is an initiation ritual into womanhood because it involves like the sudden appearance of blood and pubescent mm-hmm. girls. And, and the bathroom. And the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to tell you about my first period. Jenna was there. (laughs) (laughs) She was Um, covered in mud. (laughs) Instead of blood. (laughs) It's kind of true. Do you remember when it was? You were covered in mud. I was covered in mud. And then I looked in my pants and I was like, what's all this black stuff? How did the mud get in there? (laughs) And then I had to wear one of Jenna's mom's giant, like giant pads. Like (laughs) Like, overnight, three inches thick. Yeah. Yeah. Why were you covered in mud? Because we went to another roadside attraction. Yeah, and it rained all day, and it was just like a mud bath. Yeah, we were literally head to toe covered in mud. We did herbal ecstasy. Did you? Yeah. What? Is, it was legal at the time. What's herbal ecstasy? I don't know. I don't even remember. Did it fuck you up? A little bit. I don't remember. See. <laughs> How old were you? Wait, thirteen? Yeah, about that. I was all a late right. bloomer. Oh, you guys are bad. <laughs> yeah. I was bad, too, though. Just in a very different way. We also bought at the festival beadies, which are those little cigarettes yeah. rolled in tobacco. Yeah. Because you can buy those when you're a kid. In the 90s, anyway. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> you remember way more than I do. It was yeah, the day she got her period. fucked on herbal ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of vitamin C in that. Ooh, yeah. So the original ritual, which was practiced like hundreds of years ago... Uh, was one in which girls would walk backwards up a flight of stairs to a dark room or a dark mirror with a candle and they would turn around and they were supposed to see their husband's face. 
And if they didn't see that and saw a skull, it meant they were going to die before they got married. Oh. They say that that's the original. Um, Brutal. The original. What it was based on. Mm-hmm. In terms of who she was, there are a few forerunners. There's Mary Tudor, Queen Mary the First. Oh, of yeah. England. She was bloody. They called her Bloody Mary. She yeah. loved the bloodbath. There was Elizabeth Bathory, known as the Queen of Blood or the Blood Countess. Yes, I remember her. Isn't Bloody Mary, um, like Mary Queen of Scots? Like, isn't that the whole Macbeth situation? So she is a distant fourth in the, uh. Oh, Mary Queen of Scots is. Yes. Yes. Um, These are sort of the main ones. Or Mary Worth, who in most accounts was executed during the Salem witch trials by Mm. being burned alive. Oh, nice. So she was murdered. I learned that um, being burnt alive, it can actually take several hours. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think you die fairly quickly because you you suffocate before you burn Okay, okay. But it just takes hours and hours for the body to... So you die fairly quickly because the heat will will singe your lungs to the point where they don't work anymore. So oh, you suffer. Cute, mm, perfect, good time. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Mary Tudor was a 16th century Roman Catholic ruler and was feared for her brutal prosecution of Protestants. Mm-hmm. Um, she burned a lot of people at the stake, and so they called her Bloody Mary. She also was unable to bear children, and mm-hmm. she was perhaps the most famous case of uh, phantom pregnancy. So she, after a couple of years being married to a much older gentleman, she fell pregnant and like her boobs swelled up. She was nauseous. She got a big belly, all of the things. And then her due date came and went and another month or so went by. And then she just, her belly started to shrink and she did not have her baby. And then she had another false pregnancy and died. One, I read in one place she died in the middle of that second false pregnancy and in another that she died after. That's what contemporary academic types Mm -hmm. are saying. So Mm -hmm. you are an academic. academic. (laughs) Darn, a killer died. Mm -hmm. So in some iterations of the game, kids chant, I stole your baby, Bloody Mary, or Bloody Mary, I killed your baby. Jesus. I know. Kids are freaky. (laughs) Yeah. Rude. And people say she's searching for her lost children and she's ready to steal one if she must. Oh. So the next one, Elizabeth Bathory, was a 16th century Hungarian royal. She was messed up. She was said to have tortured, mutilated, and killed young virgins in a quest to stay youthful. She would bathe in and drink their blood. Nice. Sounds Um, legit. Hundreds of them. Oh, boy. Yes. So it's estimated that she killed about 600 girls. Can we email her and ask if it worked? (laughs) (laughs) She's still alive. Uh, So she's the most prolific female serial killer of all time. It's also thought that uh, she was an inspiration for Dracula, which Mm -hmm. would make sense with all the blood. I thought it was uh, the blood drinking and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. Count Dracula. We thought the inspiration for Dracula was Dracula. There's a guy, Count Dracula. Oh, yeah? Cool. Yeah, I thought it was Yvonne and the Terrible. Or you're right. Ivan the, Ivan the yeah, Terrible. Ivan the and terrible. his it was him and his son were both terrible. Just I thought ter- his last name was terrible, Dracula, but I guess not. That was Bram. <laughs> um, and then we have Mary Worth. So she was supposedly a 17th century woman burned at the stake during the Salem witch trials for practicing the dark arts. But in another version of the story, she lived in Chicago during the Civil War, which would have been in the 1860s, and was known to kidnap runaway slaves and keep them chained up in her barn, where she did, like, satanic shit to them. Uh Um, And in that story, locals took it upon themselves to capture her and burn her at the stake. (gasps) 
She's probably just like a free spirited lady, probably trying to save the slaves. She's, she's like, probably like, why do I have to shave my armpits? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it's natural. And then, yes, yeah, so Mary, Queen of Scots, also came up because she was surrounded by death and bad stuff for a lot of her life. She was married to her cousin, the Earl of Darnley, and the marriage sort of went sour after he stabbed a man 56 times in front of her while she was pregnant. And then oh. he died right after that. And so suspicions pointed to her, and she actually married one of the main suspects in his killing, but she was never convicted of that. Yo, that dude stabbed someone 57 times. He was crazy. Someone had to kill him. I mean, if that was my husband, I would be scared of him. I'd have someone kill him for sure. Yeah. Um, So she went to her cousin Elizabeth, the queen, with her infant son to seek protection. And fearing a riot, Elizabeth threw her in jail. And she was ultimately sentenced to death by beheading after being there for 19 years. Great. When she was executed, the executioner was not very good. So it oh. took him a few tries. Yeah. Shoot. And then after he finally beheaded her, he went to pick her head up to like show the crowd. But instead, he picked her up by the hair and it was her wig. And so then her head like fell and rolled. No. Just pretty gruesome. That is awful. Yucky. But the main argument that she's Bloody Mary is just because she had this terrible life and gruesome death. So now one more thing about Bloody Mary, which is that there is a scientific explanation for why people see her in the mirror. It's called Mm. the Troxler effect. So when you stare at the same object for a prolonged period of time, there comes a point where the brain adapts to unchanging stimuli and your neurons actually start to filter out information. So images can become blurry, faded, distorted, unless you blink or look away. And there are Mm -hmm. actually things online where you can, there's an image that's like all different colors blotchy with a little plus or something in the middle and mm-hmm. if you stare at the plus long enough all of the colors go gray in your right. peripheral oh, yeah cool and they've done experiments with people looking just even at their own reflections who start to like see themselves as disfigured and all this yeah. crazy stuff you ever done mushrooms and looked in the mirror <laughs> yep. it's not a good idea it's always a bad choice it's always a bad don't choice. do it the only drug you want to do and then look in the mirror is ecstasy yeah, because you'll never I'm be as beautiful so in your life beautiful. as when you're on ecstasy you're just like your eyes are so sparkly oh, so good. i haven't done it for a really long time and that's that that's what i have on bloody mary it wasn't so bad was it sarah no it was okay i once got locked in a bathroom in in elementary school uh because Bloody Mary. Oh, God. We all went in the bathroom to do Bloody Mary and drank peach schnapps. So it was also the first time I got drunk. A girl brought a j- mason jar, a fat mason jar filled with peach schnapps. Mm-hmm. And then um, we all did Bloody Mary and then someone turned off the light and they held the door shut. Oh, God. I was in there. It was scary. Uh. I've never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> was a monster mash. A monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. A monster mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. (laughs) So spooky. (laughs) That's it. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember, it's a jungle out there. Teach me time. How to tease you